Hi, this is uh, Alex. I'm the V of VF Gaming. And this is Will. I'm the F of VF Gaming. And it's time for you guys to stay a while and listen. All right. And so the reason that you're going to be staying a while to listen is actually because today's episode is about the entire Diablo franchise. So let's start it off with Diablo 1. What oh. were the characters for Diablo 1, the, the classes well, you could play? Quick caveat, maybe not the entire one, because we're not going to talk about Diablo more at all. So no, not the entire main series. Main series. We we don't have phones here. We don't have phones. No, we don't. Uh, have phones. So uh, Diablo one, you can choose from either the warrior, the rogue, or the uh, wizard. Was it wizard or sorcerer? I think it was oh, oh, I'm pretty think sure it was sorcerer. I'm warrior, rogue, and sorcerer. It is sorcerer. Um, however, now I also have the expansion classes that I can put up later, so I actually have some uh, input on that. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're either uh, warrior, rogue, and sorcerer. Oh, and actually, uh, so warrior, the staple melee fighter, has maximum strength of three and could repair his own items. However, I do remember this. If you do repair your own, own items, you reduce the maximum durability of them, so there was a drawback. Uh, you well, had the rogue. Um, yes, a little bit. So at least for me, I never really did use it. Uh, rogue, the fast and deadly fighter from afar. She lay siege to enemies from range and also disarm traps and labyrinths. So I was correct on that before, even though it doesn't matter because no one knows that I was correct before now. And to um, give you all some insight into that, I had totally messed up and we went 56 minutes into a recording before I decided to actually check the sound bars on, or the audio mixer on my recording device and it turns out we did an entire hour's worth of content with zero audio so this is yes. take two <laughs> but now I, but now i'm actually doing better on this one and then sorcerer the run of mill magic user was perfect candidate to learn all the spells in the game with maximum magic and ability to recharge his stays stays also worked very similarly they had spells into them that you could then use and they had charges and you could recharge them same thing though if you recharge them the maximum number of casts would then go down you could have adria instead recharge them for a fee which would not put it go down if i'm not mistaken on that and those are the three character archetypes you could play as uh, i'm pretty sure i or like most people and me most people probably chose like the standard warrior just smack things things go dead yeah smacking things is, is usually a good way to go um so to build onto the characters what was the the story for diablo one so you obviously picked your player character um which for the story uh looking back on it now is canonically it's one of each so there's a warrior a rogue and a sorcerer uh, for the purpose of this, I will say you picked the warrior. So you were playing your warrior and your rogue and sorcerer buddy, whatever. You guys are coming to Tristram. And <clears throat> canonically in Diablo 1, your character is coming back to Tristram. You lived there before. You left uh, to go see the world, to go adventure. And you're coming back. You're homesick, whatever. Who knows what's going on? You come back and you find Tristram's kind of having a bad time. Uh, the local king uh, had gone mad and started killing a whole bunch of people indiscriminately. His knights decided, you know, this is probably not what's supposed to happen. Uh, so they rebelled against him and killed him and then killed themselves for, you know, killing their king. And the reason why he went uh, mad, partially reason, is because his son and his son, little uh, Albrecht, uh, ended up going missing. Um, because his advisor, Lazarus, decided, hey, I'm going to find this salt, this stone with the Lord of Terror in it, and then kind of fall under his sway and try and help the Lord of Terror uh, take possession of King Leoric. Didn't quite work, left him mad, um, and then goes, oh, I need a different body, let's go with the boy. And so he takes the boy and runs him down to the labyrinth. And so you're passing through uh, at some indeterminate time after that. It's not quite said how long, could be an hour, could be a week, could be a month, who knows. Uh, I don't think it's too long because everybody knows that the boy was taken down to the labyrinth and there's like, oh, maybe he's still alive, maybe not. Um, Probably not, considering how, you know, the labyrinth below the cathedral is full of demons. So, pretty sure a little boy would probably be dead. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you're... You know. It's a story, it's a video game. Uh, you and your two companions are coming back to town. Uh, you're seeing Ogden the tavern owner, Griswold the blacksmith, Pepin the healer, Jillian the barmaid, Rit the little prick of a boy who always wants money, Farnham the drunk, who tried to help save Albert. He and a whole bunch of other people were led down into the labyrinth uh, by Lazarus. Uh, and then he abandoned them to the Butcher of the Demon. Farnham was the only one that actually escaped, and then fell into a drunken depression, and is actually kind of helpful throughout it. You can ask him a couple questions on some of the quests, and occasionally he'll actually give you a little helpful hint. Uh, and Adria the Witch, um, 
I can't remember when she drops by town, but she has been town for at least a little bit. She set up her hut on the outskirts of it. And people aren't a big fan of, you know, a witch setting up in town, uh, but she's helpful for mana potions and obviously recharging staves. Uh, so you head down to the labyrinth, go through a, an indeterminate number of quests. There was um, kind of a pool of quests, so like usually have a pool of three for every two or three levels of the of the uh, cathedral. You could get a randomized ones. You get the butcher quest. You get the poison water quest. One of the two, you never got both in the same playthrough. Uh, so you'd have a randomized one. You go through the uh, the cathedral, through the catacomb, the catacombs, the caves. Then into hell. There we go. I was missing one of them before <laughs> on the 56 minutes that are forever lost to the wind. Um, you go through there. You get a mushroom for Adria. A whole bunch of other quests. You find a goat man, Garbad, who comes back in Diablo 3, which is oh, really cool. Garbad! Um, um, and you end up tracking down Lazarus, uh, fighting him. And God fighting him was annoying. He opens up a whole bunch of walls and a whole bunch of succubi start using their star beam attack crap. And it's a bullet hell at that point you beat lazarus you get down to the final level of hell you fight and slay diablo after you kill him you see his body transform back into that of a human boy which was albrecht with the soul stone stuck in his forehead uh and then i can't remember if this is canon or not but for whatever reason your character the warrior particularly uh, whether it's because those twelve, those 13 levels you went through in the cathedral and all the horrors you saw or fighting Diablo has totally corrupted you, you figure the only way to make sure that the, this evil in the soul stone won't possess somebody else is to shove it into your own skull. And Which so you do so. Which sounds like a wonderful idea to me. Let's do it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it ends with you shoving the soul stone in your head. You're, you're keeping Diablo at bay. You're unsure for how long and your mind turns towards the east maybe you can find help or salvation and that's where diablo one's little cinematic closes off okay um what were some of the key points to diablo one that made it enticing to you um for me personally it was the atmosphere the gothic horror and like the dark uh cathedral like i i loved it and i'm actually I, I actually like to contribute or contribute that Diablo is the reason why I do like gothic horror. It just as a genre in games, movies, TV shows, books, whatever. I just like the the dark gothic from it, and I, I attribute Diablo the. Now, granted, obviously, there's more to Diablo than just dark gothic. Um, this story, while a little bit bare bones, obviously, because it's from a 1996 game, uh, still was at least compelling. Your characters come back to, so you're you're coming back home, and your home is definitely not how you left it. And so presumably your character knows Ogden, Griswolds, so you kind of want to help these people out. So it's like, yeah, I probably should go down to the cathedral and, you know, see what's going on. Maybe say, save the king's young son. Maybe I get a big reward out of this. Um, so I would say for the time, a relatively compelling story, even if a little bit generic. Um, the atmosphere, I would definitely say, is probably its big point. And the gameplay, again, going back to it, 1996, so like almost 30 years at this point, is a little bit oh, dated. Shit. Yeah, I was four. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit dated at this point, um, but uh, <laughs> on uh, a little bit um, relevant if you are a fan of Carbot and his animations, he has released a compilation of his Diablo 1 episodes, and there are a lot of funny quirks about Diablo referenced in those. For example, one of the combat things which you would have experienced if you were a war if you played a warrior in this game, um, in that if you were moving out of the square that you were in, but an enemy attacked you and hit you before you actually moved out of that square, you actually rubber banded back into that square. So there was a lot of times when fighting the Butcher or the Skeleton King or Diablo, where if you wanted to maybe put some distance between yourself and the enemy, for whatever reason, you ran out of health potions, you got to teleport back to town, or you just want some space, uh, and you're trying to run, and you're running in the middle of an auto attack, chances are you'd be rubber banded back into that auto attack. That's really ass backwards. So, yeah, a little bit janky, but again, 1996. I mean, jank kind of is the 80s and 90s era of gaming. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Um, and obviously, and also other quirks, like if you're playing the Sorcerer, you would probably abuse Firewall. And the fact that you just have like a little gate, um, an enemy behind a gate, you'd have the door closed, so they obviously can get to you, and you just put Firewall, and they'd be walking back and forth on the Firewall and eventually die. So... Some of the some of the jank you could abuse, some of the jank they, the AI would abuse. So you know, a little bit fair. But um, I mean, even for me, like a, occasionally every maybe five years or so, I'll boot up Diablo One, play a, a couple floors of it because it is 
it is a bit nostalgia bait for me and uh, the jank is part of that nostalgia bait for me anyway that's fair that's fair uh continuing on uh the next in the series would in fact be diablo 2 what were some of the classes available for diablo 2 uh well just a quick aside there is the unofficial expansion hellfire um, which isn't by Blizzard, so we won't talk about that. But because I do have the classes up here, I can actually, again, answer the question that is now in the void and will never be heard of. <laughs> but the classes that were added in Hellfire were Monk, Barbarian, and Bard, apparently. Huh. Uh, I've never played Hellfire, so I can't speak to any of those or what the story was for Hellfire. As far as I'm aware, Hellfire was just Diablo 1 with those three added classes and maybe an added quest or two. It was the main story. It wasn't actually like, hey, this is after the main story. It was just kind of like an... It wasn't really an expansion. I guess it was more of an expansion in the truest sense, whereas we'll get into Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction and Reaper of Souls. That's, I guess, more of a sequel that has the name expansion set, whereas I, I guess maybe Hellfire would be more of an actual expansion set. It's like an add-on pack to it. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. But Diablo 2 then, the classes, and let's see if I can get it right this time. Barbarian. Sorcerer, Amazon, Druid, Druid was expansion, Assassin was expansion, Paladin, Paladin, and I'm missing one more. What am I missing now? I don't know. Someone's gonna get mad. Probably. Paladin, Barbarian, Sorceress, Druid, Amazon. Oh my god, I had it before. I just kept adding Diablo <laughs> 3 classes into it. Barbarian, Assassin, Druid, Necromancer. Amazon, Sorcerer, Necromancer, Paladin. There we go. Okay, so those were the seven classes. Two of them were from the expansion. That would have been Druid and Assassin. Uh, the other five were the base classes, which all had pretty distinct gameplays. Um... Obviously, Barbarian, hey, you're, you know, the warrior. Yeah, the warrior archetype. Um, Sorceress, obviously, hey, I use magic. Um, Amazon was the kind of replacement for the rogue in terms of like a range uh, type play. And then you had the Necromancer and Paladin, which were then kind of uh, new archetypes that didn't quite fit the original three. So Paladin, yes, obviously melee, but you did use some like holy spells to augment that. And Necromancer, yeah, okay, kind of similar to the Sorceress, using magic, but it was more like I can summon some minions, I can do some curses. It's a little bit more kind of affliction-type based stuff. Well, and to build off of that, because um, I feel that there is a trending theme here, what was the story of Diablo 2? So Diablo 2, well, again, your player character is one of the five original classes uh, you're playing as. Uh, you guys are tracking down the Dark Wanderer, who has been in his wake, essentially leading a trail of demons and destruction. Uh, so you are playing as Barbarian, Necromancer, Sorcerer, Paladin, whatever. The group of five are then obviously tracking him down. You end up going back to Tristram and finding out that Tristram has been totally destroyed. And the only buddy that is still alive from it that you can actually see is Deckard Cain, who is trapped in a cage. Uh, Griswold's been raised into a zombie. Ogden just has a corpse, Jillian just has a corpse, Pepin just has a corpse, Farm has a corpse, Roach has a corpse. You can't quite get to Adria's hut, so who knows what's happened to her, if she died or if she booked it before the demons hit. Unknown, you save Deckard Cain, you find out that, hey, to track the Dark Wanderer, you gotta go through the um, Rogue Monastery. Not the Monastery Cathedral from the first game, it's the actual Rogue Monastery, it's where the Order of Rogues, uh, that the Diablo 1 Rogue was a part of, and you find out that, hey, just like the warrior from Diablo 1, who has now become the Dark Wanderer, um, the rogue has also kind of gone insane from her time in, that, in the cathedral fighting Diablo. Um, so you fight through her, you fight through Andariel, one of the lesser evils as well, who was part of the corruption for the rogues. And then also, while I remember here at this point, there was also a retcon to Diablo, 2, or to Diablo 1 from Diablo 2. Whereas in Diablo 1, whereas, yes, you were coming back to Tristram, so you'd lived there before, and you're coming back for after an indeterminate amount of time. And in Diablo 2, that is retconned. Your character, the warrior, is just a was just a hero that was wandering around, decided to help Tristram. So the Dark Wanderer has, right now, no affiliation with Tristram whatsoever. So you're tracking him down. Apparently, either just before the Rogue Monster or just after, uh, the Wanderer comes into contact with Marius, and so he is compelled 
to follow the Dark Wanderer, and for whatever reason, the Dark Wanderer doesn't end up killing him and letting him and lets him follow him for whatever reason. Of course, as a bad guy, you have to monologue. It's just baseline. Just. But the, the Dark Wonder actually never talks. He never actually monologues. Yeah, so, but yeah. you know how it is. You know how all bad guys are. Like, I'm going to slowly walk away and let you chase after me instead of dealing with you right now because this is so much better for my plan. So anyway, yes, you've you've defeated the, you've defe- defeated? Defeated the rogue uh, from Diablo 1, Bloodraven. You've defeated Andariel, one of the lesser evils. You then end up fi- uh, finding out that um, he's gone east uh, to, uh, to at least pass through Luke Golane, maybe not pass through it, but at least by the desert by it. Um, so you go to Luke Golane, you end up coming across the uh, sorcerer from Diablo 1, who is now the summoner, and is now also evil. Who would have thought that, you know, fighting Diablo through 13 levels of hell, you know, might make people go crazy. Uh, so you, you fight, defeat him, like, kill him, just like you kill Bloodraven. You end up tracking the Dark Wanderer and Marius to the Tomb of Talrasha. And that is because the Dark Wanderer is looking to get Bale's Soulstone from that tomb. You fight your way in, you're too late, and you have to fight Duriel, who is also one of the lesser evils. You fight and kill him, you get to where Tarash's body actually is, um, and you there find Tyriel, the Archangel of Justice, actually tied up to the Ceiling Stone. As he kind of dropped in on the Dark Wanderer and Marius, uh, just as the uh, Dark Wanderer pulled the Soulstone from Talrasha's corpse, uh, which resurrected uh, Bale in Talrasha's corpse. Uh, between the Dark Wanderer and Bale, they managed to overpower Tyrael, time to the sto- time to the Ceiling Stone, and then Marius has a hold of Bale's Soulstone and presumably apparently keeps it for that point. Uh, so you're too late. Tyrael then says he's gone further east to the jungle. Um, the Karas jungle? Now it's coming to me. I think that's the name for it. Maybe not. Um, you go to the jungle. The Kazan jungle? Kajan, eh, something like that. And we go to the jungle because that's where uh, Mephisto, uh, Mephisto's tomb is with his soul stone. Because Teal's like, hey, he's got Bale's soul stone, he's going to head to Mephisto next. So you head over there. Shocker, again, you're too late. And Mephisto's now alive. But Mephisto actually still has his soul stone in him. So um, Diablo goes through a portal to hell. Marius just kind of run away, runs away with Bale's soul stone. Uh, you fight and defeat Mephisto get his soul stone, go through a portal of hell to track down Diablo, you beat Diablo, get his soul stone, you take those two soul stones to the forge in Pandemonium, and you destroy those two soul stones. And that is how Diablo 2 ends. But then Diablo 2 Lord Destruction picks up right there, in that Marius, after, you know, have, having traveled with the Dark Wanderer for at least a month, I'm pretty sure, if not longer, kind of finds himself in an insane asylum, as you know, that might happen. And he's talking to some dude in a cloak who he ends up thinking is Tyrael, and so then gives him the soul stone. But plot twist, it's Bale. And so now Bale has his soul stone and kills Marius and leaves the Saint Asylum burning down. Uh, so now Bale has his soul stone. The entire point of getting the soul stone is because the prime or the sorry, the greater evils actually can draw on their former prison for extra power. So you are so Bale takes his forces up. To the roof of the world at Mount Ariat to uh, get the World Stones. You track him there, you get up to the World Stone, you defeat Bale, but oh wait, he's already corrupted it. There's no way to uncorrupt it, presumably, according to Tyrael, and instead of just leaving it corrupted because that would be bad, Tyrael decides, well, I gotta destroy the stone, so he destroys the stone, which was used to create the World of Sanctuary and also protect it and hide it from the High Heavens and the Burning Hells, so presumably... That was bad destroying it, because now the hell now hell and heaven can, you know, encroach upon Sanctuary, and that is where Diablo 2 ends off. Lord of Destruction, that is. <sighs> Pardon the yawn. Oh, I'm tired and I don't know why. Um, so now that Diablo 2 has been covered, um, and the expansion for Diablo 2 has been covered, the next thing would in fact be, surprise, surprise, Diablo 3. Who would have thought three would come after two? <laughs> you know, honestly, <laughs> not Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Diablo <laughs> Diablo three, the original classes were barbarian, wizard, monk, 
demon hunter and a witch doctor hey with you got the, it this time there we go with <laughs> then yes diablo 3 has been the game that the both of us have played the most um you have not played anything of diablo 2 i played a little bit of diablo 2 you've not played anything of diablo 1 i've played not a whole lot of diablo 1 but i've Play, I played more Diablo 1 than Diablo 2. I've never, um, I've literally never touched Diablo 1 in my entire life, and I've played um, like two hours of Diablo 2. Diablo 1 is fun. I will say that it does have a lot of jank, and to be completely fair, I'm pretty sure not all the people could play Diablo 1 in 2021 because of that jank. Um, but it is a fun game. If you can get through the jank, I do enjoy Diablo 1. Uh, anyway, so those are the five classes. Uh, so obviously Barbarian taking the same I'm going to smack stuff role. Uh, Wizard taking the Sorcerer's role of I'm going to use a whole bunch of magic. Uh, Witch Doctor, for all intents and purposes, takes the Necromancer slot as like, hey, I can conjure pets, I can do some magic, I can do some affliction type stuff. Um, Monk doesn't quite take Paladin, but it's kind. I guess it's kind of something that's the closest it, it does, analog to it. It does something. But it's, it, it plays a similar role in that you can either build for a tank build where you're able to take uh, uh, take a whole bunch of damage without having to worry about it. Or you can go for more of a damage build, whereas where you're dishing it out instead of taking it. So it it pseudo it it fills that role slot, but a different play style. Yeah, and then uh, missing demon hunter then, which obviously then takes the Amazon's traditional ranged uh, type play style. So they cover like the, the kind of the five main archetypes at this point in the series that the game likes to build. Um, and the story of it, you're picking doing another band of heroes. You're one of them. All three. I wonder if Diablo Four is going to be a band of heroes. Yeah, you um, never know; it could be something completely independent. Uh, so you you pick one of them, and depending on which class you are, you have gone to New Tristram because either you've heard that a star has fallen there, or you've actually seen the star it, falling. I think, I think it is. Uh, I think the start of it. So the 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 intro cut scene shows uh, Leah, who is the daughter of Adria. And Deckard Cain sitting in a church, and a star suddenly falls, breaking through the church. Um, and you have to go rescue Deckard Cain, is what the the story ends up starting out with. Yes. From what I re- from what I believe is, you are a wandering hero who saw the star falling. It depends on what class, because if you're the wizard, you're the prodigy at your school type, and they're and they're like sick of you so like hey go inspect this star for us just to get you out of there yeah. so it, it it does depend whereas I, th- I think the barbarian is just kind of wandering around doing whatever he's doing and sees the star fall um monk i can't remember but the, the wizard is like yeah we're, we're you so we're gonna get you out of our hair <laughs> so go do this please um <laughs> go so, do yeah, this so, thing way over there so for whatever reason you hear about it you see it you go just you go to nutristrum to see what's going on, which, funnily enough, is built literally, like, a block and a half away from the ruins of old Tristram. Which is not a sure. terrifying to think about, because, you know, demons used to be there. Yeah, yeah, not sure why you want to build another town that close, but, I mean, okay. Um, you come by Leah, she says, hey, you know, gotta rescue Deckard. You get Deckard out of the cathedral, and you realize that, like, you know, hey, we probably should inspect this fallen star. Um, so you go down there, and you find the fallen star is a person. Um, and then you got to figure out that, oh, this person actually has a sword with them, but it's broken. you got to find these pieces. So you get these pieces. Uh, while you're out looking for these pieces, um, this coven, this cult, um, is also looking for these pieces. And the leader of it, Magda, a giant butterfly, um, decides to end up killing Deckard while you're away getting one of the pieces. And unfortunately, one of the most unceremonious ki- uh, deaths for a main character, probably in any video game ever, barring an off-screen death. Um, I think they could have done Deckard Kane's death a lot better than they did, but... I agree. Can't also, but can- um, the, since this was something that you were really hung up on in the original recording, the coven is often referred to as the Dark Coven. They the Dark Coven. They serve Adria. Oh, no. That's, 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 a, no. that's a note written by Adria. Uh, they serve, their, their goal is to aid the lords of the Burning Hells. Yes. There we go. So yeah, the Dark, the dark Coven, so they're wanting to aid Diablo, Mephisto, Baal, and Andariel, Duriel, Belial, and Asmodan, all seven lords of the of the of hell. Uh, so you, so so Decker dies. Leah kind of takes over the, not quite the 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 guiding role because obviously she's inexperienced, but she kind of starts to fill that role for you. Um, you fought the skeleton king in the cathedral. You go into his manor, kind of track down the last piece of the sword. of the sword. Uh, you get the last piece of the sword. You get it, you forge it again, you give it back to the man, and you find out that it's Tyrael. Tyrael has become a human. 
Okay, reinforcements from heaven is what we wanted. Yes, maybe not an angel that gave his wings up. That's not exactly the best reinforcements, but you know what? Eldruin presumably is a pretty good sword, so we'll deal with it. Hey, okay. you know what? He's still more powerful than a normal mortal. Um, that's that. I mean, considering when he's, when he's helping you in Act Three and he's hitting a, a, a demon and he does like no damage, I'm pretty sure even hey, like a. I said normal yeah. mortal, not Nephilim. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so then uh, you get the idea. Um, I think Tyrael then says you should go to Luke Galane. Uh, kind of figure out what's going on there. You go to Luke Lane, you come across Adria, uh, who is actually Leia's mother, as you find out in Act, in Act 1 when you're kind of talking with Leia, um, who also, when you're looking at Adria's journal, notes that um, Aiden came to her one night and she comforted him, and this is probably a good time to bring up the retcon that Blizzard decides to do again with Diablo 3. So, with Diablo 1, originally your player character, the warrior, was from Tristram, left and came back and decided to save it, then put the soul stone in his head. Diablo 2, they retcon that, so that warrior was just a wandering person that just decided to help Tristram. In Diablo 3, they retcon it again. They retcon it more back towards Diablo 1, but they buff that in that they that the warrior that you presumably played as in Diablo 1, that, or at least that you can, canonically played in, is actually indeed from um, Tristram, uh, but he is actually King Lyric's eldest son, Aiden. So his younger brother was Albrecht, so that adds a whole extra layer to the fact that he killed Diablo in Diablo 1, he effectively just killed his little brother. Great. He's a little fucked up. Yeah, and so that does, I mean, make the fact that he decided to put, you know, the the, the gem in his head yeah, a little right. bit more understandable. So I, I that is a retcon, that is one of Blizzard's few retcons that I'm actually like, you know what, I like this retcon, it works, it's great. But let's uh, retcon your retcon while you retcon, because we heard you yeah. retcons. Yeah, uh, and so, hmm... Adria comforted Aiden after he had the soul stone in him. Oh, Leia's Aiden has a daughter. daughter. Shortly hmm. after that, I wonder what who Leia's father is. Consider, yeah, considering she never met him. Oh, Diablo tried to possess Leoric, didn't work, made him go mad, possessed Albrecht, possessed Aiden. I wonder who the next possession target might be. Hmm. Couldn't possibly be someone of his own making. No. Anyway, so you find Adria. Adria's kind. Adria's kind of like um, she's like she's uh, she finally actually gets to talk to Leia because she kind of just ponder off on Jillian in in uh, in Caldeum for a while until Deckard Kane came by. Um, so finally, actually gets to beat her mother. And apparently, Adria's been wandering around trying to you know fight the burning hells just like just like Deckard. So she's helping you out. You come across. The fact that, oh, there was a, a, a Haradrim back in the time when uh, Tyrael gave the soul stones to the Haradrim to seal the, the greater evils in. Uh, Zoltan Cool sees that and goes, huh, I can do you one better, Tyrael. Makes the black soul stone, which apparently is better than the other three. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't, I, I still, I just, they, they don't actually explain how he actually made that soul stone be better than the three that were actually forged in Pandemonium with, like, you know, angel stuff that uh, somehow a human does that he was a yeah. nephilim b uh he was i think what ended up happening uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so he was one of the original mages guild who was able to access the power of the nephilim so he had uh two different uh, essentially power sources to to go to i believe i could be wrong either way Kool-Aid makes makes a better soul stone. The Hadron go, that's a bad idea, so we're gonna kill you. So they kill him, separate his body, they leave the soul stone stuck in stuck in his his workshop. Adria has tracked this down and says, hey, you know, we probably want to use this because after you destroyed the soul stones in Diablo 2 for Bale, Mephisto, and um Bale, Mephisto, and Diablo, wow, forgetting the title character. Uh Proud of you. Yeah. After you've destroyed those, their souls kind of defaulted to that, so they're still out there, and that could be a problem. So we kind of want to deal that. And while we're at it, we may as well, we like, and also Andariel and Duriel that you also beat in Diablo two. Their spirits also ended up going to the Black Soul Stone. So it's like there's five demons in there. We probably we may as well deal with the last two, and then deal with that soul stone and destroy it, so we don't have to deal with the evils again. And you go, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good plan. Probably a pretty good idea. So you track on the soul stone. You find out that Belial, the Lord of Lies, has taken control of Chaldeum. Uh, whether that's because he's impersonating the leader or has taken control... He's, he's just impersonating the leader. I'm not sure if he killed the leader. I, don't, I can't remember. But either way, he's taking control of Chaldeum. You unmask him. You fight him. You beat him. Whoop. 
their slurp. The black soul stone sucks up his his soul. He killed him. Killed Probably, him and took his place. It, yeah, took his place because he's the Lord of Lies. Hat, you know, posing as somebody, he's lying. He's that person. You mean Lord of Lies? Um, so black soul stone slurps him up. You go, okay, well, the last one is, is Asmund, Lord of Sins. Coincidentally, he's leading an assault on Sanctuary right now. He decides to send his army through uh, at Ariat Crater, which is the site of where the Worldstone was destroyed. Kind of now a weak a barrier between the Burning Hells and Sanctuary. So, yeah, he's coming through there. You go to um, Bastion's Keep. Is that the... Yep, yeah, Bastion's Keep. There we go. Uh, you go to Bastion's Keep to help fight off the fight off the demons, you fight through uh, the Maiden of Lust, Sidea, uh, Sidea and the gluttony dude, uh, Gom, uh, and I really kind of wish that they would have done the other, that they would have done the other five sins, because, you know, Hasbunan's the Lord of Sin. But, but at the same time, you've only got so much space and fighting seven mini-bosses before yeah, would, boss would, would be kind of a bitch. Would be a little bit excessive, yeah, so I understand why they, they cut them, but it would have been, it would have been cool to, to have them it, in there it would but... have at least been interesting to see more mention of them not just oh hey there's five or there's there's seven but you only get two and that's yeah it. um and then so you, you fight um you fight Ergen nephilim himself Ergen uh, nephilim. and slurp the soul the black soul stone slurps up his up his up his soul his essence whatever you want to call it and you know and then you're gonna go okay well you now you figure out how to destroy the soul stone because <laughs> It's kind of well, more powerful than the original it, spell stones. Well, and not only that, but like it's got all of this horrible, great evilness in it, and you're like, yeah, this has gotta like just we we gotta we gotta do something. We can't just store it somewhere or put it somewhere because yeah. so, well, we saw how well that went in the last few games. Yeah. So while while you're trying to figure out, okay, how exactly do we get rid of this? Adrian goes, haha! You thought I was trying to destroy it, but actually, I was trying to find a new host for Diablo and to amalgamate all seven evils into the prime evil. And so she uses then Leia as the as the host for the prime evil and presumably because that is technically his lineage i mean obviously like leah is so human through aiden but she, she is aiden was possessed when adria sired her so that's my head canon as to why diablo gets the head honcho personality for the prime evil and not bale or mephisto when they were arguably stronger than diablo because diablo was the little brother between all three of them yes um, but we i mean he's he's the lord of terror it's not really something that like yeah but the lord of destruction kind of would probably be stronger yes but considering how scared the the band of heroes or just the group in general were of trying to get away with all this and, and not have it blow back in our face. I could kind of dig that kind of deal too, but I understand where you're coming from. And I also agree. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, either way, Diablo gets to be the, the head honcho personality of this amalgamation of the, of all the evils to be the prime evil. Uh, he immediately rips open a, a portal to the high heavens. You follow him through his plan is to destroy the, the crystal arch um, which is pretty much the, where all the angels end up spawning from, um, and their and, power source, and and the thing that and, will allow them and to effectively end, the yeah, and effectively end the eternal conflict with Hell's victory. You follow him through. Uh, Imperius gets bitch slapped by Diablo, and it's kind of funny. Yeah, it does. Valor. Uh, yeah, so he he gets totally owned. Uh, you fight Diablo, and literally just like on the doorstep of the Crystal Arch, you beat him. Um, uh, like you beat him, kill him. The soul stone's still there, so you go. Well, I guess we're just gonna kind of store it again. Since we can't, since we don't know how to destroy it, we're going to give it to Tyrael and the people that he has created to be the new Haradrim, who were the original keepers of the soul stone. Um, you you give it to him, and he goes, "All right, so we're gonna put this where literally no one else knows the Haradrim are never leaving. There's no possible way anyone could ever find this, and they dip on out." Psych, the Archangel of Wisdom who went crazy when Tyrell destroyed the World Stone because he went, dude, that is the dumbest move anybody could have done. Kind of went crazy and went MIA for the past 20 years. Decides, I know how to fix all this. I'm going to just use that power and just destroy everything. Because guess what? The Hells can't use the, can't use the humans if they're all dead. Thinking emoji. Or thinking meme. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 
I am the angel of death. So he deci- he decides, hey, I'm going to do that. Um, and for whatever reason, he decides that the base of all that's going to happen is going to be Westmarch, which is why the Crusader ends up joining the five merry band of heroes. Uh, so you track in Westmarch, you deal with some stuff there. You f- you track Adria down if she escaped after using her own daughter as a vessel for Diablo, which was her entire point of comforting Aiden in the first place because that was her plan. So, I mean, at least she's committed but still kind of a dick. You thought um, someone else was the traitor, but it was me, Adria. Um, yes, you track her down, you kill her, which was satisfying because she was very creepy in Diablo, Diablo 1, and so to see her originally and be kind of nice. Diablo 3, too. Well, but at least initially, she was still kind of nice and kind of like, this is weird. This is weird seeing her nice when she was, I sent a soul in such advances. Very clearly, like, witchy in Diablo 1, and then clearly not witchy in Diablo 3. But um, still very, a witch. Yes, I was very satisfied to obviously kill her. Uh, and then you track down Diablo in Pandemonium Fortress. I'm pretty sure that's where he's hanging out, right? Um, no, that's where Malthael is. Yeah, sorry, th- who did I say before? Diablo. Oh, oh, wow. I mean, effectively, Diablo is using the cell zone. Effectively, um, but for all we know, Diablo, the, the, the main evil's personalities have been muted by Malthael, and he is in control. Yes. Supposedly. Um, yeah. yeah, so you, you defeat Malthael, he gets sucked in all, like, black hole style into it, um, and then the black soul shown shatters. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is mentioned what happens to the, soul, the seven souls of the evils in there. I can't remember what it is. It's either they're floating around Sanctuary right now, or they've gone back to hell to recuperate. One of the two, I can't remember which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's not that they're destroyed, because if it was destroyed, then there wouldn't be a Diablo 4, because it kind of needs to be a namesake for, you know, Diablo 4. That is where Reaper of Souls ends off. Yes. Um, and one of the things that I enjoyed about Diablo 3 was initially, before they did a patch, uh, there were four difficulties. Normal, Nightmare, Hell, and Infernal. Or Infernal. Yes, the, the Diablo 3 had, had continued the three original difficulties from the first two games, Normal, Nightmare, and Hell, where once you beat the game on Normal, you then go through it again on Nightmare, it go through down to hell uh in order to level up your character beyond whatever level of character you could get on normal obviously you could play normal again in diablo one two and three but you wouldn't be getting a lot of experience getting a whole three experience for killing a skeleton gonna do great when you're level 30 whatever level you are so you go through um by diablo three you'd get to about 58 59 60 usually 60 by the end of hell difficulty and then you could do infernal difficulty which at max that was max level you couldn't improve your character anymore beyond gear so you were kind of capped in player care and player power other than getting set bonuses or whatnot so you had to then try and beat the game kind of again soft capped in power um because there wasn't any paragon leveling or anything it was just like hey get better gear find a better build try and beat Diablo on the hardest difficulty. And that was fun. I, I personally like having a, a roof to shoot for as opposed to a never-ending escalator that I have to try and climb up. Um, so I, I really did like that. And the fact that it then had a higher difficulty for once you were maxed, whereas I didn't play a lot of Diablo 2, but I know the end game for Diablo 2 was 99. But you but in beating Hell in Diablo 2, you I think you were about 80 or so, so you'd have to do hell a couple more times to actually max at your character. And obviously, you got more stats, you got more talent points, so the game was just got easier and easier at that point. I'm pretty sure that it was just PvP, um, but I did like how Diablo 3 then had essentially a roof and kind of a, a pseudo-soft cap for your player power. It's like, hey, this is what you get. You're not going to get too much more powerful. You can if you get really lucky with your gear, um, but for the most part, like the, the game is as hard as it's going to get. You gotta try and do what you can. What were some of the things that kept you playing Diablo three? Uh, how well? First, how much of uh, of uh, Reaper of Souls did you actually end up playing? Uh, I only did. I think it was maybe. I think it was by season five. I stopped playing a Reaper Souls because for me, I recognized what Blizzard was doing per season. It was they they were buffing older sets so that old, so that weaker builds would be viable, which is great. The problem was they would buff it so it would be the clear build winner. So it's like, oh, I could do the Arcane Orb build, I could do the Archon build, or whatever for the wizard. It's like, oh, well, the set for this season is the Orb the orb set. 
So the orb set is the build you're going because they buffed the numbers absurd. And while the other sets were still good, they just made it so much better. So pushing the rifts was then just that build. So by season five, I recognized that, oh, they're just purposely going with, okay, what's the underperforming uh, gear, gear set for this class? That one, buff of the numbers, be better than the other one. Okay, go again. And so I stopped. Um, initially, that treadmill was fine because I was then playing builds that I hadn't played before. But once I played those builds, I'm like, well, why would I play this build again unless I really like that build? And obviously there was, like, I, I personally like the Archon build for the Wizard, and, like, if that was the build every season, I probably would have played a couple more seasons. But for the most part, I was kind of like, yeah, it's the same thing. Endless Treadmill, not for me. The Endless Treadmill gets me going for a little bit. But it's like, I I like that that um, high point. Like, I, I even with the Endless Treadmill, I'm pretty sure I ended up playing more vanilla Diablo 3 than Reaper of Souls because I had that goal of beating Dia Infernal Diablo and then when they announced Reaper of Souls and I remember I'm pretty sure I, I beat it after the announcement of Reaper of Souls they said that yeah we're getting rid of Infernal difficulty I'm like I'm like I want to get I want to beat him before Reaper of Souls before they take it away and then so when I did that I'm like great and I still did play it even after that I then just was grinding around to make my character better to make it easier the next time um, but yeah so it's, for me it was originally that this is the hardest thing you can do. There's nothing harder. And then, I mean, the, the pushing of Greater Rifts, it was initially to see how high I can go, but it's like, well, okay, how high I can go is a bit higher than last time because they've buffed the damage a of a set. Yeah. They, they, now, instead of Arcane Orb doing a 10,000% more damage, Archon deals... Well, well, yeah, Ar Archon now deals 20,000% more damage. Like, okay, well, that one... Like, yes, Archon obviously going in and out of it. It's like, even with that limited time duration... And the extra damage is like that's clearly the better build over the over the orb build. It's like I use that build, so it's just rotating it. So yeah, I can get to greater rift eighty now, whereas before it's seventy five. But it's not because I'm getting better because my gear's better. It's because they literally just buffed the gear I would have had. And so it's like, well, I'm not making any actual improvement here. This is artificial improvement that they're just saying, yeah, here we're bumping you up. And then also the fact that hey, we're gonna add torment as the replacement for infernal, and we're gonna add torment five, and torment six, seven, and torment thirteen. It's like again, you're just adding this never-ending treadmill that's like I, I do enjoy the the challenge of higher torments though i will say that they do but at the same time the torments they were adding like torment 13 was only equivalent to a greater of 60 and most people like if you just got the set for the season easily would clear you clear rift 60 and so it's like well then torment 13 literally means nothing to me because there's nothing yeah. here like 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 if torment 13 was like effectively fighting diablo there was harder than any greater rift so that those builds that weren't just doing that weren't fast and doing a lot of damage, that you could yeah. come up with some sort of weird ass build that you could do, then I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Sure, the torment would be. I, I actually, I probably would have played it longer because the cake is still the hardest one. You can push greater rifts, but max, let's say torment 20, it's harder than greater rift 200, which currently no one's then at. So it's like, but I can still beat torment torment 20 because I can do that. I can cheese the the. Boss a little bit, or whatever, or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's a little bit a problem with that, but it's like uh, that. That to me would have probably got me going longer than the endless treadmill. And again, just in, in games, the endless treadmill, it gets me going for a little bit, but it, it doesn't get me going for nearly as long as an actual hard, challenging cap. True, that is true. I can agree to that. Um, <clears throat> now, let's talk a little bit about Diablo Four. Uh, it is not out yet. Uh, it is something that they have been working on for, I believe, uh, uh, at least two years has been in the works. I may, I think maybe two years in terms of in terms of like development, in terms of, like um, concept. I think in terms of actual like like actually like, we are making something. Maybe probably about a year and a half. Because obviously, before they start doing anything, they're probably be like, "Okay, what do we want this to be? What do we want to do with this? What do we want the story to be? What do we kind of want the the classes to be like obviously want some sort of vague blueprint that they'd be going like i'm assuming i don't know anything about game design but at least for me i'd probably want to start with a vague blueprint and then start okay now we're going to build the engine now we're going to build this um i to me it doesn't seem like a good idea to like yeah let's build the engine and just kind of go as it comes along i mean obviously there's gonna be things that you add as you figure things out but i, th I think initially of like what's the main story point we want to have which presumably is lilith um diablo better be in it somehow otherwise why is it a diablo game it may as well just be called something it may as well just be called lilith 
<laughs> if well, Diablo is not the, in there at all. The the thing that 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 could be happening because you do bring a good point to that. After Malthael, we have no idea what happened to the Soul Stone or any of the souls uh, soul, that soul, in it because well, it just soul, soul Stone was destroyed. But yeah, the, the souls went where went wherever. I, I'm I'm pretty sure there was something mentioned somewhere that either they I'm pretty sure they weren't destroyed. I'm 99 sure they weren't destroyed. Oh, uh, I'm they pretty were, sure that they weren't destroyed yeah, either. That they're either floating around in sanctuary or they've gone back to hell. Those are the two main things that I'm pretty sure happened. Again, I'm pretty sure one of them is correct. I just can't remember which one it is or where it is. Or maybe I'm just making things up. I might be making things up. Well, uh, and that, that does bring to an interesting story point, though, because, um, so Sanctuary is the, uh, quote-unquote, Earth of this game series, um, and it was actually created by by a, a combination of angels and demons. Uh, and some of the angels and some of the demons got sick of what is known as the Eternal Conflict, because it's been going on since the creation of Eternity, between the High Heavens and the Burning Hells. Well, the ones that wanted to get away created sanctuary and the world stone as was previously mentioned is actually what kept sanctuary hidden from the high heavens and the burning hells uh, after a while the angels and demons uh, procreated and had what was deemed uh, nephilim and these nephilim are actually what your heroes are they are humans with the abilities and capabilities of the angels and demons combined Yet they have their humanity, which allows, uh, as is in just about every type of fantasy lore, infinite number of possibilities because you live such a short lifespan. So Lilith, being the f one of the founders of Sanctuary with uh, Inarius, the angel, one of the things that she wanted to do, lore-wise, was take over Sanctuary and either keep it to herself or hand it over to Mephisto, her father, one of the three prime evils. Uh, and one of the real possibilities of this story for Diablo 4 could be Lilith either trying to find Mephisto's soul, um, either get rid of all the others and have it just be Mephisto ruling over all of it, or take this opportunity and see Sanctuary for herself. I just hope that they don't do a... Even Diablo 3 was part of his plan because what they did with Diablo 3 was the civil war that the greater evils and the lesser evils had in hell and which banished Diablo and Mephisto Bale to Sanctuary in the first place that caused them to roam around and get tear like, oh shit, the, the greater evils on Sanctuary probably need to help out the the, uh, the Nephilim down there so they don't get, you know, corrupted by by the by the evils. Uh, that was part of their plan to be exiled so they could use the soul stones for their own power. And then Diablo's like, haha, but I can actually use this because that, that one Haradrim is going to make the black soul so I can, I can take control of that and be the prime evil myself. For whatever reason, the past 10,000 years have all been part of Diablo's great plan. So I swear to God, if they add in the fact that whatever Lilith is doing is part of Diablo's plan, I will call bullshit on Blizzard. No, I don't think it would be part of Diablo's plan. I think it's part of Mephisto's plan. Because, like I said, she is the daughter of Mephisto. Mephisto, <laughs> oh, the past 10,000 years have been Diablo's plan, but the next five years are now part of my plan. So this, now, that 10,000 <laughs> and five years are mine. So, ha-ha, I'm better than Diablo. I swear <laughs> to God. I swear um, to God. Some of the aspects, though, that I'm, I'm uh, greatly looking forward to with uh, Diablo 4 is the... Uh, a, the, the size of the world and the maps. So in Diablo 3, which I played the most of, um, there were some fairly large maps, but they were either... It was either a, uh, a really long distance X or a really long distance Y uh, on, a, on a grid coordinate. So either going up or down or left or right for a fair bit of distance. Maybe, what, three to five minutes tops on some I of the biggest maps? Probably, yeah. And I mean, that does obviously depend on some classes. Like if you have a wizard and you're blanking or you're a crusader and you have the um oh, I'm the just speed. discussing base mobility but, without any... But yeah. Yeah, like if if on the biggest ones, like which I th I think would either be I, Act I, One I, with yeah, Tristram. I want to say they were either. I actually want to say it was either an Act One or Act Four because or uh, Act Five. I'm sorry, because the the going through the swamps that took for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah, the swamps. It's either the swamps, uh, part of the desert. I'm not sure which part of the desert would be the biggest. Um, part of the desert or the actual like base Act One map with. Old Tristram, New Tristram, the Highlands, and all that. That jazz there. One of those three is probably the longest. And yeah, if you're going from the farthest of one to the farthest of the other, and 
Really, it's only long because you obviously have to wind around, like, in Act 1 Tristram, like, you're gonna have to go south. Like, if you started that old Tristram, you go south a little bit, wind around to New Tristram, you have to go north. So it's really only just a long distance, as opposed to, like, it's huge. Yeah. Whereas Diablo 4 is actually boasting fairly open maps. You're able to go up and down uh, walls, which is not something that has ever been done in, in the Diablo series, outside of some small little cliffs or jumping down into a well, things like that. Um, and the other thing is actually you get mounts in Diablo 4, um, which, uh, if I recall correctly, they had stated that some of the maps were going to be large enough that even while mounted would still take 10 to 15 minutes to get from one end to the other, which to me sounds absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that could be a really long way if you're trying to grind something out repeatedly. You know, you just, you need something off of this one boss and he just happens to be at the other end of the map. Woo, that's going to suck. But when it comes to the initial exploration of the game and, and just your initial playthrough, like being able to discover all of that and go through everything and experience a, a map that large with content in it is going to be huge for the Diablo series. Did they mention how the maps are going to work? Are they going to be like Diablo 3, where the overworld maps are for the most part um, actually laid out? Or is it going to be more kind of like Diablo 2, where the overworld... Because obviously dungeons in Diablo 3 were randomized with certain slot pieces going everywhere. But um, Diablo 2, like the overworld place, like the desert, um, the Act 1 area, the jungle, was for the most part randomized. Like it was jigged around. Like obviously they had like squares like this tile, this tile, this tile, and it was be jigsawed together is diablo 4 gonna be like hey this is the map and this is the this is the map like every person playing this this will be the map or will it be like hey there's the these are the 30 square jigsaw pieces we have the computer will randomize where they're going did they mention that i mean obviously the dungeon parts will be like a randomized dungeon because if it didn't it also wouldn't be a diablo game but is the overworld also going to be randomized or is it going to be more set in stone did they mention that um, well, I just sent you a link of the map because it'd be a lot easier to explain than, uh, or it'd be a lot easier to show than to explain. Well, from what okay, I yeah, see, well, that, that, well, that, that's the, no, that's, that's the actual, um, I mean, like the map of sanctuary, I mean, like the, oh, like the, like, you, like, you know, in, like Tristram, like I, like I said, like you're starting at new, at old Tristram, you go out east, you go south, and then you're pretty much at new Tristram, right? That, that, that is set in stone. Everybody sees it exactly. Whereas then later in the Highlands, while um, Leoric's Manor is in the northeast corner, the actual Hans himself, there's usually like kind of squares that will be swapped. But the, the overall layout is still set. Like it's still like a box with a small little path into another box. And like you might have Garbad's um, pit there. You might have the tower off in the far east. Um, or... Um, from what I can see based off of what I'm looking up it's going to be roughly the same style as Diablo 3 where they're okay, still so going to have set places where everything is going to be um, I can't quite tell but obviously it's still pre-alpha and development content so there's, yeah. there's nothing final about it but from what I can tell it looks like it's going to be a primarily or mostly set map um I imagine there's going to be some parts of it that they, they move around uh, for for random generation just to make every playthrough a little different, bit different. Yeah. But from what it looks like, it's just going to be a really, really big map with the key items still set in place. Because that was one thing with Diablo 3 is, I mean, obviously it's hard to come up with a whole bunch of different building blocks to make the randomization, but by the end of my second playthrough through Nightmare... I already had, now granted, yes, I'm mathematically minded, so I'm very good at spatial awareness and puzzle pieces. I already had a, essentially a map, or a, a map in my mind of, okay, like by hell, I'm like, okay, if I go this way, I can see how the map is, is shaping. Either there's going to be a vent here, I can go a little bit, no, it's not, okay, let's go this way. So like, I already could tell what was generated. And I mean, again, like there's only so many puzzle pieces and like obviously with the dungeons, like the cathedral and everything else and um, the actual hells, then you're, when you're, going to um actually the hells when you're going to, to asmodan those were set um but like the the bastions keep depths when you're going to find gome and everything like those while randomly generates like there's only so many actual pieces and it was a fairly small number of pieces 
that's like, oh, I already know which, like, I, I can already tell what the algorithm has done to, like, to where the exit's going to be. Like, it did, it did not take me long. And the greater risks as well, I didn't have to do a whole many of those to be like, yeah, okay, don't you need to go this path, this path, to already be like, I've, I've, I've apparently cracked where it's going to put this piece or whatnot. Um, and so I, I do hope that for Diablo 4, they have more puzzle pieces so that it doesn't do that or have them be able to be arranged in more ways than just like, oh, this one's clearly going to be attached to this one almost like 99% of the time. It's like, oh, I already know where this is going. It's quite possible. But... And, and, I mean, and I mean, like, obviously by the time, the amount of, the amount of time that we'd put in to Reaper Souls and Vanilla Diablo, like, yeah, clearly we're going to know the, the, the layout and how it's putting the dungeons together. But by the end of Nightmare, the second playthrough, I already had a pretty good idea. I'm like, oh, oh. And so yeah, I'm going through hell. I'm like, yep, nope, already great. Already knew where, where everything... And obviously, like, the overworld stuff, for the most part, was the same, which was fine. But, like, yeah, going through the, the cathedral, it's like, oh, I already kind of already know where the, the ladder down to, to Jondar is going to be. <laughs> yes, but the difference between uh, Diablo 3 and some of the other Diablo games is actually the fact that in Diablo 3, there's not too many quote-unquote side quests you're all just going down the main the same main path whereas in some of the other yeah games, that, is, that is you did have additional quests that did alter the maps for those quests that is that so is that true actually something that, that we see coming back to diablo 4 that is a, a point that i do want to talk i know we're probably getting close on time here but something that um like diablo 1 like it had a, a pool of quests that it would pull from that you again you could technically ignore if you if you actually just kept going like most actually pretty much almost all quests you would get you'd have to get by going back to town at a certain floor that if you actually went down to the, the floor after it you would skip those the possible quests there there'd be one or two quests you'd actually pick up at the it at, in the dungeon itself um so you could technically even totally ignore those optional quests um and then diablo 2 there were technically six quests in the in each act, barring Act Four, but you didn't actually have to interact with most of them, and those were always there. You didn't like they weren't turned off and on. It wasn't from a pool like Diablo One, and then Diablo Three. Yeah, it was just the main quests. The quote-unquote optional quests were just events, like Garbad, Garbad's. Like I will forever remember Garbad's event just because he's from Diablo One. But it's Garbad's event. Um, what what other random events were there in Diablo Three? Oh wow, drawing a blank. Um, but yeah, like there was there was a couple random events, but yeah, they weren't. They, they came up as like quest objectives, but they weren't actually quests. And you, whatever quest they were, was just like, hey, do this in this one area. It wasn't like, hey, you can do this and go over here. So that that you're right. I, I do hope that is something that maybe with Diablo Four they add onto that. You there? My microphone is muted. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do agree. It would be nice to have, um, to, to see in Diablo 4 some of those side quests where it's like, hey, this part of the map is altered for this quest, or here's even an additional space you could go to for this quest that's not part of this map. I would like to see something like that come back into play. Although I guess not being fair to Diablo three because they did have like those caves that would uh, that would occasionally spawn in like the one you had to find to get the piece to go to Whimsy Shire. Um, I hated farming that. I do you remember how long I farmed that for? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah it, took, it took you. It took you a long time to actually be able to get to Whimsy Shire. <sighs> Way um, too fucking long. But yeah, so I, I guess I'm not totally being fair, but I, I guess I do want more optional questing come across because yeah the optional quest even diablo 2 while it's my it's my personal least favorite game in the series i know somebody some diablo 2 fan is just reeing out of their mind at that um but it's like they're like you can go through an entire act and you can skip a whole bunch like a good chunk of those quests because they are optional diablo 1 like i said you can miss them purposely or accidentally um by by just like going down farther now obviously like one of like the, the the first pool, the butcher or the uh, poisoned water, you can tell as soon as you look up your save because the well in the center of town is either murky or not. If it's murky, you got the poison water. If it's not, you have butcher. Great, you know which one you got. But the other ones, like whether or not you have the mushroom for Adria, um, Arcane's Valor, you don't know until you actually get to that area and you either find it, um, or you don't. And at least, 
yeah, or, or you don't, or you or you totally skip it because the area where you would have gone, you've already found these the stairs down below, and you just skip it. You don't even know you've had it. Um, or um, like Ogden Sign, you go past the floor because you you have to go to a particular floor to go. Hey, yeah, like it, you find this demon that has my sign, and then the next floor you go into, its particular floor will then have that demon. But if you go to that floor before you actually trigger that quest, if you actually could trigger it, you won't you won't get it. Right. Um, I think though there we are going to have to call this an episode, uh, and I feel it was fairly productive. Um, God, I hope you actually have the recording. I do. I do. Oh. I'm watching the audio mixer right now. I've been watching it most of this. <laughs> oh boy. I promise. <laughs> uh, but I do want to thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, thank you for listening. No, that's it. You got nothing. Yeah, no. I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, and just always, always look towards the east. Always, always to the east. <laughs>